This is Kate Voss with Sunday and Mr. Gessel, and it's time to get into the music. Today's show is brought to you in part by WCZR Code Zero Radio, your go-to for the best alternative and indie music. Find them at live.codezeroradio.com or download the free Code Zero Radio app. And now, let's get into the music. Well, hello everyone. This is Rob, and thanks for tuning in to Into the Music. Whether you're a regular listener or hearing Into the Music for the first time, please consider subscribing to the show. This helps to keep the podcast going, and you'll be sure not to miss an episode. Subscribers will get a shout-out and a chance to make an appearance on the show. Just use the link in the show information. Well, my guests today are two of the most ambitious artists I've come across, and one thing is clear. Jason Gessel and Kate Voss like to have fun doing anything and everything. Whether performing, recording, or managing one of the several business ventures they have, these two have a good time doing it. And together, they have released a number of albums as Sunday and Mr. Gessel, and they have a scalable and spicy live act with Kate Voss and the Hot Sauce. With that, I welcome Jason Gessel and Kate Voss to the show. How are you two doing this morning? Good morning, Rob. We're doing good. How are you? I am semi-caffeinated. <laughs> so, I know, 9 p.m. is early for musicians. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm performing without a net here. So, uh... <laughs> You can do it. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, my goodness, you two are into a lot of things. I mean, you run Sun Goose Studio, which is an outgrowth of your own label, Sun Goose Records. And now you just opened a boutique bar called Ken Can in downtown Oshkosh. On top of this, you tour, you perform locally, you write and record. What drives you two to do so much? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, like we were saying earlier, caffeine is definitely a motivator. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, something that motivates me and has for the past, oh gosh, 11 years since we've been hanging out and performing music together is just our chemistry together Um it has been a really driving factor in getting us to kind of push each other, challenge each other, um, achieve goals. And uh, yeah, I think there's a reason that um, we have not separated since we first started making music together 11 years ago. It just works. Uh, our personalities work really well together, and we've been able to kind of build an empire, as they say, from the music that we love. And so feel very grateful um, and lucky that we get to do that. And we also try to cultivate community wherever we go, and that is also always been a huge factor in our success. Uh, we like to share success with the people around us and make everybody feel welcomed. And what is it? The rising tide lifts all boats, that kind of thing. You know, we want all of our community to feel um, happiness and success. And we like to surround ourselves with people with like minds who are ambitious and want to, you know, make the world a better place and use their talents for good. Sure, sure. 
Well, from all appearances, there seems to be an underlying theme of fun. So even your slogan for CanCan is have fun fun at CanCan. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we even have an album called Fun and Fancy. Yeah. Our, so in our shop uh, that we just opened last weekend, CanCan in downtown Oshkosh, right on Main Street, is definitely kind of a personification of what we kind of view life as. We want to have fun. We want people to be happy. Joy is a priority in our lives. And so, um, and I know you and Nancy stopped by the shop the other day, and I'm sure you would agree that it's just, it's fun. It's colorful. It's exciting. It brings a smile to your face. And that's kind of what our goal is with everything that we do. We really want to kind of exude joy in everything that we do. And, um, you know, make the world a little bit more colorful and a better place and happier place to be in. Yeah. And we did have fun there last night uh, when we stopped <laughs> in. And folks, if you're in Oshkosh or in the area, do yourself a favor, stop in, visit Kate and see this place because you need to see it to believe it. It's great. <laughs> So let's go back to where this all started. Jason, you're a native Wisconsinite, and Kate, you're from Washington. How did the two of you meet, marry, and start making music together? We met at a good friend of mine's party. Kate heard me play a few months before then. I was playing with a wonderful trumpet player and singer at a New Orleans-style restaurant in um her boyfriend brought her to see me. And then a couple months later, we're at this party and Kate taps me on the shoulder. She's like, oh, I heard you play at this restaurant and I sing jazz. Would you like to do some gigs? And I'm like, sure, that sounds great. So we started rehearsing gigs and uh, are rehearsing and doing some shows and then um, start developing our act Sunday, Mr. Gessel, and then started playing music. After we played music for, I don't know, it was about nine months or so, we kind of realized that we really, really liked each other. And that's when we started dating. Um, and uh, we knew on our first date uh, that we wanted to be together forever. And it, it's, you know, kind of a cliche, but it's absolutely true. On our first date, um, it was Halloween 2013. And uh, ever since then, we've been inseparable. So it's kind of crazy and wonderful. <laughs> nice. Well, a decade ago, you released your first album together as Sunday and Mr. Gessel. And with the title Cheek to Cheek, where does the name Sunday come from, Kate? Ah, well, when we first started playing music together, I was working at a bar one night a week on Sundays at the Sloop Tavern in Ballard, Washington. Shout out to the Sloop. Um, and Jason would come visit me every Sunday after his country gig up in Whatcom County. And he would always dress up for those gigs. And like, he looked like Waylon Jennings. He had long hair and these like 70s Western suits. And it was very cute. Um, so he would come into the this dive bar in Ballard and all of my regulars would be like, oh, who's this guy? And I was like, oh, don't you know, he's a famous country music player. Like he plays guitar. This is Mr. Gessel. And so this just kind of became a thing. And he started calling me Sunday because he would come come in on Sundays to visit me. So when we decided to name our duo, he's like, we should be Sunday and Mr. Gessel. And I was like, yeah, but I should be Sunday like the ice cream because I'm so sweet. 
Nice. And <laughs> the thing that kind of gets me is the album cover for Cheek to Cheek because, you know, you just described it pretty well, but here's Jason looking like Waylon Jennings, and here you are looking like a flapper from the 30s or 40s. And it's, yes. it's a wonderful combination. Oh, I'm glad you think so. Yeah, when we very first started, we kind of had this concept of cowboy jazz. And I think somebody actually once said it's the cowboy and the flapper. So it's kind of has that marriage of that early 30s music, kind of when jazz was like exploding, but also Western swing was also exploding. So it was like this really interesting intersect of genres at that time in American music. And we kind of just, I don't know, exploited that idea and just being like, okay, all of our favorite music comes out of the 30s, whether that's, you know, this country Western stuff or whether that's this old timey jazz stuff. There's a lot of similarities. In fact, like, you know, Patsy Cline used to sing Anytime, which was written, gosh, I think way back in the 20s. But you know, that's also a jazz tune. So like some of these songs are just interchangeable and we just kind of ran with that idea. Sure. Well, going along those lines with the genres that you're doing, again, Western swing, jazz, you incorporate salsa, you incorporate 50s and 60s rock and roll, blues, ballads, standards, but everything really with a jazz underpinning applied to it. Were you both into all these genres or did you each bring something to the other um what really brought us together with music is that we were into the same styles of music the old country western swing basically anything before 1970 um stuff where there's more interactive guitar play i'm really inspired by les paul and chet atkins and hank garland and uh, Kate's inspired by Alfred Gerald and Anita O'Day and a lot of these, you know, jazz singers and, and Patsy Cline, like Western swing stuff. And, you know, we're kind of running around in this world where we think we're just born at the wrong time because everybody's listening to the 80s and 90s music. And we're like, yeah, that's OK, but that doesn't really, you know, it's not our favorite. So when we realized that we were into the same styles of music and it was our favorite styles of music and we were just wanting to do something with it it just kind of all worked out well i love what the two of you are bringing to the table with your music and i'm eager for listeners to hear it now so this track is an original from your 2020 album fun and fancy here's sunday and mr gessel with i love my baby better Thank you. 
baby the most He makes me break the toast I love my baby, he makes me feel alive When, when I'm feeling like what we know just what to do I love my baby only very time Cause I love my baby better Now, Jason, tell us about your arsenal of guitars. Do you have a favorite guitar that you gravitate to more often, or do you let the arrangement determine the guitar tone that you need? I generally let the arrangement determine the guitar tone. Um, however, I do go through favorites, and I, I rotate through different guitars of mine. It seems like each month I have a different favorite. Last month, I my favorite was my modified Epiphone Swingster, and then... For some reason, just a few weeks ago, I fell in love with my Les Paul Gold Top with P90s. But then I do have different guitars, like I have my active pickup guitar for if I'm doing more shred metal rock stuff, and I have my custom telly for the old school western stuff, and my Ibanez if I'm, you know, gonna try to sound like uh, Joe Satriani or Steve Vai. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm a big, uh, I'm really excited because one's been in storage for a little while, but we get to play a um, Prohibition theme party coming up. So I get to bring my 1930s big uh, L5 copy jazz box out and just chunk away all night. Wow, that sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Kate, not only do you sing, but you're a multi-instrumentalist yourself. You play the melodica, the tenor ukulele, the ukulele bass. In both Sunday and Mr. Gessel and uh, your guys' other band, Kate Voss and the Hot Sauce, the Mm -hmm. melodica solos you play on a number of your songs are just fantastic. For those not in the know, tell us what the melodica is. Oh, the melodica is my favorite instrument. It is so much fun to play. It's a small keyboard, about a 32-key keyboard, that has a tube or a mouthpiece at the end of it that you blow into. So I always describe it to audiences as if it's like if a harmonica and an accordion had a baby, (laughs) that would be the melodica. And it's been a favorite of mine for many years. And when we first started Sunday, Mr. Gessel, I did not include the melodica at all. And then when we started playing gigs a lot more often, I was like, you know, I have this funny instrument, like, let's bring it out and see what happens. And the response was just kind of overwhelming. People really loved it. And it was, you know, kind of gimmicky a little bit because it's kind of a funny looking instrument and it's kind of a funny sounding instrument, but I'm a piano player. And so I could really play it. So (laughs) it turned out to be kind of a hit with audiences. Um, And so throughout the years, we started selling melodicas at our merch table, which has been crazy successful. Gosh, we've probably sold, I don't know, 
300, 400 melodicas over the years. And that caught the attention of Honer. So I became an official Honer artist and um, have used Honer melodicas and we sell Honer melodicas. Um, And that uh, led me to how Leonard uh, needed a melodica method book written. And so uh, that was just published last year. So melodica is a pretty big part of my life, surprisingly. And now the Melodica Method book that you did for Hal Leonard, that's available on your website and at CanCan. Yes, it is. We have that, yeah, both on our website at CanCan. We sell them at shows. And of course, obviously, Hal Leonard is global, so you can buy that book really at any music store. Um, I know that Hyde Music here in town carries carries my book. And uh yeah buy it (laughs) sounds good now a side project that you have jason is centered around ambient guitar and it's called relaxatone kate mentioned to me that on apple music alone it has over a million streams since you developed it four years ago tell us a little bit about what relaxatone is and did you take any inspiration for it from ambient projects done by say brian eno uh yes i did take some inspiration from brian eno I've always done ambient guitar my whole life, and I had a project for a long time that was directly inspired by Eno, which is called Fractal Horizons, which there's a bunch of that out on all the streaming platforms. But in 2020, when COVID hit and everybody's anxieties are high, I decided to look into a way to make my ambient music more relaxing. Fractal Horizons is a little more, um, it's ambient, but it's its a little more spacious and crazy things going on at times, and it kind of um, challenges sound. Where Relaxatone, I wanted to make something that helped people sleep or help people meditate or just get into a nice spot and leave kind of all their worries behind and anxieties behind. So I started looking up, like, if there's specific frequencies and tones that help people relax more. And I found a ton of them online and a bunch of information, bunch of rabbit holes to go down. So I started using the um, ancient solfeggio frequencies, which is the, the first scale before our 12 note scale that developed the scale before that there was another one with different notes, different frequencies, different pitches that would sound out of tune if they were played with like a piano. So I ended up tuning my guitar to resonate in that frequency with overtone series. And generally these are, um, they don't have chord changes. There's no melody. It's just a wash of of tones that kind of ebb and flow. And I'll do um, binaural beats, which is when you play a different thing in the right ear than in the left ear and slightly out of tune so it creates these waves that go between the two sides your left side and your right side which is supposed to help you relax so in march or april we were living on our motorhome at that time and i'm getting ready to do this big national tour and i just get up in the morning hook up a bunch of delay pedals and looping pedals and tune my guitar to a specific frequency and just improvise for like an hour and i'd record it and then I just let it play in the RV all day long, just kind of droning throughout. And it just helped us relax so much. And it was just so nice, like kind of lifted anxieties. So I made a website 
and put it out and just put a little thing on Facebook saying, hey, if you want to relax, I'm making some relaxing guitar music, throw this on, you know, it helps me sleep, it helps me chill out, it just makes the, it kind of cleanses the environment. And I got a huge response to it. People were listening to it. I got so many responses from people saying it's been 20 years since I've slept for eight hours straight and I put your music on loop and I've slept all night and had magnificent dreams. And people saying that like they have, you know, a cat with anxiety or in they would just like relax and chill out and like rub their head on the computer speaker when my music was playing. And it just kind of made it all over the place and then caught wind by a record label out of Denver, Colorado, Color Red. And they were doing a low stimuli channel at that time for, you know, COVID and just to kind of hear some music without beats, without melody, just really nice stuff just to kind of chill out to. And it ended up doing very, very well in Apple Music. got picked up by the Wellness Channel and has now close to 2 million streams. And then they, at one point, the record label was like, you know, you can really do something with this relaxed tone music. You should start your own record label and really just pump this stuff out and promote it properly and do all this. They're like, we never thought anything on the low stimuli was going to break through. And, um, and they're like, we just don't have the bandwidth to take you on anymore and they kind of gave me the keys to the kingdom um pretty cool hooked me up with my own international publishing and my own record label so i have the back end to all the digital streaming services now and i operate like a major record label and able to pitch and send my music everywhere wow <laughs> wow <laughs> that sounds like a, a a huge undertaking but from conversations that we had you really enjoy this stuff don't you I do. I was just, yeah, before you uh, called today, I was just working on pitching a track on my record label for Natural Satellite. Amazing indie folk alternative band of uh, cello, vocals, and saxophone. The record is so cool, but I just got done uh, releasing it, pitching it, doing all this stuff. And it's just, um, once I see it all in the database and I see where it all goes, it's, it's really satisfying. <laughs> nice. Well, another project of yours, Jason, is the band Jason and the Jazzernauts. And last year, you released an album called The Shakedown on your own Sun Goose Records label. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. But first, the playing on it is impeccable. There have been so many stellar jazz guitarists over time. Who are your biggest influences? You had mentioned before Chet Atkins, Les Paul. Uh, any others? Um, with Jason and the Jazz or not, so I'm kind of flexing my side of um, like 50s and 60s jazz. So Grant Green, uh, Wes Montgomery, Barney Kessel, Herb Ellis, Joe Pass are some of my favorites tau farlow maybe maybe my favorite <laughs> out of everybody and i really wanted to make a record that sounded like their records so having a upright bassist um drums acoustic piano and then guitar that's just you know a hollow body guitar plugged into an amp no effects and that's it and the, let the music speak for itself uh, another big influence is billy bean and they had this uh, great guitar player. Oh, man, this record called The Trio. And just the interplay of guitar and piano and hearing how the guitar and piano play melodies together is such a cool sound. And I don't hear that enough, and I haven't heard that enough, and I want to make more of it. 
And then the other thing I had for Jason and his Jazzernauts were we were not going to play covers. We're not going to do standards or covers. And so there's so many guitar records out there of amazing guitar players playing the same standards everybody's been playing forever. And though it's great, I see that there's a hole in music, and that's for original jazz, post-bop, uh, non-contemporary swing and Latin jazz. So I started writing a bunch of songs um, to sound like, you know, the songs that I, I love, a cross between like Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and Standards, and that became Jason and the Jazzernauts. Yeah, The Shakedown is a great album, and uh, again, all original music. I want to encourage listeners to go out and at least stream it, but I really want to encourage you folks buy this album buy everything by kate and jason you're not gonna lose out this is an investment really and you can buy it all at can can absolutely absolutely well to celebrate your birthday which was just a few days ago happy birthday jason thank you you're welcome you just released the latest jason and the jazzernauts single called makes my heart sway and the album it's from is going to drop in april but what can you tell us about the single uh this single i wrote what 11 12 years ago when kate and i first started dating it is the first song i i don't sing and i generally don't write lyrics because it I've tried and it's just horrible. Um, but I was bound and determined in the first month we were together to write Kate a song with lyrics. So I wrote this song makes my heart sway. And then one morning I horribly sang it to her. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, shortly after that, she's like, Oh, this is, this is awesome. We should start doing it as Sunday, Mr. Gessel. So we, she sang it and we put it into our, our set and we had a record uh, that's only available on CD right now called Makes My Heart Sway that we put it on. So just uh, vocals and guitar. And it's like a swing tune kind of um, uh, like Alfred Sterald and Joe Pass. We're going for that kind of jazzy vibe. And when I decided to make the new Jazzernauts record coming out, most of the songs are songs that either Kate or I wrote or we wrote together over the last decade as Sunday Mr. Gessel that I turned into instrumentals. Kind of like the jazz standards you've always heard are, are songs with words originally, but then taking them and turning them into a slightly different style and morphing them a little bit to fit an instrumental sound. So we took Makes My Heart Sway and made it kind of a 70s funky groovy tune and, um, and open up some sections for some long journeys on improvisations between Josh on the piano and myself on guitar. And it just turned into a really cool song. A big goal of mine with the new Jason and the Jazzernauts second album, unlike the first one, the second one, I didn't have much stuff written out, just real simple lead sheets. And I wanted, wanted the guys in the band to improvise more and to just come up with stuff, you know, in the studio and just have fun. And the reaction I've gotten from some reviewers and people who have heard the record so far is it just sounds like you guys are having so much fun. And that's exactly what I wanted to come across. And um, 
with that record, I did record it in our new studio. It's the first recording session recorded in the new studio. And it's a big open room with wood floors, high ceilings. And I have the drums isolated, but piano, bass, and guitar were all in a circle. And I'm trying to get that sound where our sound it's a warm vintage sound where you can hear that we are in a room together. And I think it really comes across. Right. Well, we're going to play the song in a second, but before we do, tell us who else is in the Jazzernauts with you. Mike Malone, great drummer. He has an awesome YouTube channel, uh, Malone Drum. If you look him up on YouTube, you can actually go there and watch a vlog about the making of the record. Uh, He does amazing vlogs about drums and different things he does, but uh, check it out. It's about a half hour long and you can see us making the record and catch some clips of it. Josh Gallagher from Eau Claire, who is a phenomenal piano player. Oh, man. He lives outside of the digital world. I think he still has a landline phone, maybe. <laughs> so you can't really find him. So I'm like, I need to get Josh out there. So I'm trying to develop his artist profiles for people to hear him. He's just phenomenal. Kind of, to me, sounds like Art Tatum meets Oscar Peterson mm-hmm. in... Um, just he's one of those cats he has perfect pitch just listens to where you're going and puts so much cool energy and feel into the music he studied in berkeley and studied the dave brubeck school of music and um you can hear him play in small clubs and private events around eau claire and the bassist is jeremy betcher been one of my favorite bass players for a couple decades now since and he was great coming out of high school. He teaches at University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Um, he plays with the pop group S. Carey, which are members from Bon Iver. And um, he's toured Dubai. He's toured all over, lived in New York for a while, and just found himself back here in Wisconsin and in Eau Claire. Eau Claire is a great music scene and a great jazz festival. And Jeremy and Josh... The piano player, bass player, have been playing together for over 20 years, and they had a trio for about 10 years with Mike on drums. So I picked these guys to play with the Jazz Nuts because they love playing with each other. They've been playing with each other for decades, and it was just real easy to put those three in a room and with me playing along with them, and just the magic just starts to happen. Nice. Sounds great. Well, let's listen to the new track right now. Here's Jason and the Jazzernauts with Make My Heart Sway. Enjoy.
Saturday mornings keep getting better and better with WCZR Code Zero Radio's Fox Cities Core Show. Unleash your inner music nerd as we dive into an hour of engaging live interviews with some of the best musicians in the Fox Cities. From origin stories to what's on the back burner, you never know where the conversation will go. That's not all. You can be a part of the show by dialing in or joining our YouTube chat. It's Fox Cities Core every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. More local, more often. Code Zero Radio. Well, Kate, you have an incredible voice, and with a lot of the popular music today, you tend to hear different singers try and copy each other to nail the current sound. The way that you sing has a very classic approach to it, which is so refreshing to hear amidst a sea of overproduced and oversung offerings. Tell us how you started singing. I started singing probably similarly to many other singers and uh, was in choir in school and I sang in church, Um, you know, no formal training when I was younger, but um, I loved to sing and wanted to sing all the time. And I remember back when I was a little kid, uh, just sitting in the backseat of my parents' car and they would have the oldie station on. And I sang along with every single song and somehow was able to harmonize like untrained when I was very young, just kind of like naturally started doing it. So uh, it was a pretty big passion of mine uh, to sing and uh, got into um, classical singing and choir when I was in high school and was able to sing with some of the select choirs that were offered um, at my high school that we went on tour and won, you know, state competitions and things like that um, and got to do really interesting choral music. But then I was introduced to jazz music in my early 20s. Um, I was teaching piano at Westside Music Academy in West Seattle. And um, one of my students, um, her mom was Greta Matassa, who is one of the greatest singers of all time. She's a total legend in Seattle and um, as a jazz singer. And um, I asked if she would want to trade lessons. So I'd give her daughter lessons and she would give me voice lessons. And she really opened the door to jazz um, for me. And I was, uh, you know, I never turned back (laughs) after that. Um, I didn't know much about jazz. You know, I feel like everybody knows the big names like Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday, but she really cracked open Carmen McRae and um, Anita O'Day and some of these other singers that weren't as um, crazy popular, but just incredible vocalists and able to take a tune and interpret it in their own way. And that got me really excited. Um, I was also studying jazz piano at that time um, with uh, a guy in West Seattle named Dick Cady. And um, so I started playing piano and singing and would just do solo gigs um, at different clubs around Seattle. And uh, when I met Jason, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm never playing piano again. (laughs) He was so good. And I was like, "Ah, I'll just, you know, sing for a while. And um, yeah, I actually have not played piano in quite some time just because he's just such a great accompanist. And um, yeah, it's been a journey. I uh, entered a few competitions in Seattle, uh, jazz singing competitions and won a couple of awards and it was just such an honor to be able to you know bring this really special 
music, this American music, um, kind of to the forefront of my life and be able to honor it in this way. So yeah, it's just been an awesome, awesome journey. Now, do you have a voice coach that you currently work with? I don't. Uh, I studied with Greta for about five years. Uh, she taught me how to scat. She taught me how to phrase. She taught me, you know, how to interpret a song. Um, really gave me uh, a lot of tools to work with. Um, and then I taught voice for quite some time. But yeah, I haven't. I haven't studied with anybody uh, recently. But I don't know. Now you're like planting seeds in my brain, Rob. Thank you. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk to somebody. <laughs> You're welcome, I, I guess. <laughs> well, as mentioned before, you two own and operate Sun Goose Studio, which is a collective recording studio put together by you and some like-minded musicians in the area that you've partnered up with. The studio is really a development out of your Sun Goose Records label. Tell us a bit about the label, how it originated, and the artists that are on it. Well, uh, Sun Goose Records started really just as a place to put out uh, music that I had. So it started with the Relaxatone. And then when I was living in Seattle for 20 years, I tried to start a record label out there, but didn't have distribution or understand publishing. But I recorded and produced tons of records. And a lot of these never made their way into the digital world, except for CDs being sold at shows. So I had this extensive record of music that I just wanted to put out there, get published, get into the global market. So the first year was really just putting all that stuff out and calling the artists that I recorded, some of them like 20 years ago, and he's like, hey, I'm going to get your record out for real. And they're like, great. I still got 500 CDs in my basement. You want me to send you those too? And uh, <laughs> so I got all those on. And then just bands and musicians around Oshkosh and here in Wisconsin that uh, I really love their music. So a couple of them I offered to put their music out for them. I got John Daniel, great trumpet player who has a record that came out a decade or so ago on CDs. Never been globally published or put into the global market for listening and streaming. So I'm doing his. Tom Oshaka, uh, is, I'm helping him digitize his music. And I just set him up as his own record label under my record label. So it's all his catalog just stays with him. And he, he's doing a volume a month, which is pretty cool. I call it the legacy project because that guy has over 800 songs recorded. It's crazy. Ooh. And then I have other artists that just reach out to me. There's been a lot reaching out to me recently. I'm really excited about a country record coming out, all original, like 70s country and Western swing by a wonderful musician out of Seattle that I've played for many, many years with uh, named Country Dave Harmonson. And this is his first record of all original country music. And man, it, it's good. Some smoking hot country pickers from Seattle are on this thing. And it's produced by one of my favorite producers johnny sangster in all of the world anything that johnny puts his fingers on just sounds like gold to me i have a few others it coming up um natural satellite that i mentioned before their records coming out stuck on blue mike malone uh, his other band his trio with my absolute favorite living jazz guitarist kelvin casper i have some new relaxatone stuff coming out on the label and I think we're working on a hot sauce record here soon. Working on a little blues record with uh, Aaron Krebs and Jeff Johnston. 
and a project I'm really excited about and kind of an avant-garde through composed with elements of free improv kind of 70s uh, John McLaughlin type stuff called the Sunrise Project with Jason Restorf on saxophone and it's odd meter craziness shred fest um, <laughs> I love it it's like it's music that I love to listen to and absolutely love to play. Jason and I have um, our tones really and feel really mesh well together. So when we play melodies in unison, it has a really, really cool sound that I haven't heard another fusion band do. Well, now the two of you record and perform is Sunday and Mr. Gessel, but you also are a part of Kate Voss and the Hot Sauce, which you just mentioned. And by the way, that is such a great name. I, I love that name. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> the great thing about the Hot Sauce is it's a scalable band. So those looking to book, you can have anything from a trio to a seven-piece group. You also have a number of musicians that Kate called formidable that you play with in the Hot Sauce. So tell us about the group and the players involved. Yeah, so uh, Kate Voss and the Hot Sauce is a relatively new project for us. It kind of was born out of, like, Sunday and Mr. Gessel, we've been touring for the last 10 years, and um, we get a lot of people that love our stuff, but it's very mellow. There's no drums. It's just guitar, vocals. I play bass and melodica. So we get a lot of uh, people being like, do you have a full band? And uh, we can finally say, yes, we do. Um, so that kind of was the reason we started Kate Voss and the Hot Sauces for venues that were like, well, we don't want just a duo, even though, you know, saying that we're just a duo is a little bit of an understatement. Um, so we're able to kind of offer something a little bit different for um, venues that want something fuller sounding. So we took Kate Voss and the Hot Sauce on tour back in September with Mike Underwood, who was just on your show recently. Um, mm -hmm. He's got his hands on a lot of projects around here. So we took it. Uh, yeah, we took, a, oh gosh, we traveled from Wisconsin all the way to Washington State and back. So we were on the road for about a month with uh, Mike and um, so that's kind of the base of our trio is the three of us. Um, and then from there, we can add in horn players. So we've played with Kurt Scheib. We've played with Marty Robinson. We've played with Ross Catterton, Steve Johnson, um, a lot of amazing players uh, all over Wisconsin. Um, and then, yeah, we can kind of build out the band as big or as small as people want, um, depending on, you know, travel and budget and all of that. Um, so we play with piano players sometimes, like Jamie Fletcher um, has played with us. And she's on the books for a couple of gigs this summer. Um, and then Josh Gallagher, who is one of the Jazzernauts, uh, plays with us sometimes. Also Mark Martin. Yeah, so it's pretty great. We also have kind of a range of different styles and genres that we do. So um, like you said before, Rob, we definitely like to have that jazz undertone with everything that we do, but we kind of pump it up a little bit with the hot sauce um, and go up to like the 60s and sometimes 70s. And we do um, 
like these boots were made for walking, like a surf version of that. So mm-hmm. that's like pretty fun and people get people on the dance floor and having a good time. So yeah, it's kind of fun to, to be able to, you know, do some more poppy kind of things. And we're really excited. We actually uh, just got asked to do a Waterfest gig this summer. So that'll be very exciting for us to be able to um, appeal to a wider audience and yeah, playing some festivals and things like that. And uh, I, like Jason said, I think we're going to be working on a record and our very first merch item, which I cannot wait to tell you about Rob. We are going to be selling hot sauce. Nice. (laughs) I mean, why not? It's Kate Voss and the hot sauce, the Nike Kate Voss hot sauce. (laughs) And 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 where does it rate? Say like in Scoville units. Oh my gosh, not I mean not crazy hot. I'm not that kind of person, but Jason is. But I'm like, this is my band, Mister. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, musically, what kind of crossover is there between Sunday and Mister Gessel and Kate Voss and the Hot Sauce? Well, definitely we we keep that old school vibe. We don't really go beyond anything like 1970. So we have a lot of the, you know, older music from the 30s we include. But I think the difference is that with Sunday Mr. Gessel, we tend to really stick in the 30s and 40s genre versus Kate Boss and the Hot Sauce. We have a little bit more range. You know, we go up to the 60s, we're doing Ray Charles, we're doing some Patsy Cline, we're doing some Buddy Holly, we're doing Brenda Lee. So it's definitely still got a kind of got that retro vibe, but it's definitely more rockabilly pinup kind of style rather than, you know, that classic 30s sound that Sunday Mr. Gessel have. Sure. Sounds good. Well, I'd like to go ahead and spin a track from your Dreamland album that dropped in 2022. This one is a jazz standard from 1926, and it's called Deed I Do. Yeah. 
you're now embarking on yet another new business venture, which we talked about earlier. It's called Can Can, which is a boutique and bar in downtown Oshkosh. And like I mentioned before, I got a chance to stop in last night with Nancy and my son, and we took a look around, and it really is a fun, colorful place. Your slogan is have fun fun at Can Can. And the website has the line, stop by to sip and shop with us. Give listeners a glimpse of what they can expect at CanCan. Yeah, so CanCan is kind of like, it's a place where I kind of um, curate a situation that is like all of the things that I love, I kind of put in the shop. Um, so it's a mixture of some vintage items, some new items. Uh, there's music from a record label. In fact, Jason even hooked up this old 80s Zenith TV to play uh, music videos from our label. So you can sit in the big leopard print chair and uh, watch TV if you want to. Um, there's a pump organ there and people are encouraged to sit down and play. There's clothing, there's home goods. And then there's a little tiny uh, bar area in the back where the cash register is. Now, uh, we are still working with the city to obtain our liquor license so that we can actually sell some adult beverages. But for now, we're just selling non-alcoholic beverages, um, but people are encouraged to come grab a drink and pop around, see what see what we've got at CanCan. Um, we host a lot of um, local artists, so we have a full wall of uh, different paintings and artworks, um, photography, and prints that um, these artists create um, because you know, as full-time artists ourselves, um, we've always been lifelong advocates for the arts and artists, and we want to support art in any way that we can. So um, this is kind of our way to give back to the artist community and then also just kind of keep that vibrant feeling alive for us here in Oshkosh. A lot of people, when we moved here from Seattle, they're like, oh, this must be a culture shock. And you know, it, it's different for sure, but, you know, people are the same everywhere and people want to have a little bit of variety and color in their lives. And I feel like this is my opportunity to kind of present that and present a little bit of myself with this shop. And yeah, I, I love it when people come visit me at Can and Can. So come down. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, two words that enter my mind when I think of you two are fun and vintage. And not only does your music have a vintage vibe to it, but I enjoyed looking through your photos on the various websites that Kate sent to me and on your social media pages with all the retro styled outfits and themes. The cover art for your projects reflects it as well. 
it really is a thing with both of you and adds a lot to the fun aspect that runs through all you do. What's the attraction for you to dial into the vintage thing? Honestly, it's kind of like what Jason was saying earlier. Like we we're just attracted to that type of music and kind of zeroing in on that era. Like we do joke about this all the time that we were probably born in the wrong era because we just love all of the music from, you know, back then. We love the style from back then. It's just so rich and luscious and fun and crazy. Like, you know, all of this, you know, mid-century modern stuff all the way back to like the 30s and stuff when things were just really decadent. And the music exemplifies that decadence of, you know, the the way the chord changes were um, back then, like just so interesting and melodic and beautiful and like i think of my about my favorite song uh hoagie carmichael's stardust like if you think about that song versus you know kind of what comes out often these days with like a three chord song that you know one four five it's just like night and day it's just the difference in the depth of what you can work with and i think that that's kind of the most attractive thing for me is that it gives us kind of this really huge palette to uh, express ourselves and to show what we can do musically and stylistically. And I think that that just also just reflects in the style of what we can do. Like there's no limit to, you know, how fun it can be or how colorful it can be. Um, And I think that that's for me, that's really what attracts me to that kind of old school style for sure. Right. Well, I would argue that the two of you were born at the right time because you're introducing all this great music to a whole new generation. And I think that is such a great thing. Oh, yeah. Get the kids hooked. Come on. There you go. Well, I'd like to play one more of your originals from the Fun and Fancy album, and this one being the opener, which is called Darlene, and features great solos from Kate on melodica and Jason on guitar. Tell us a little bit about what into writing this one. Uh, well, Jason and I went on a writing retreat. Oh, gosh. How long ago was that, babe? Four, five years ago? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyways. We took a little riding vacation to Yellow Springs, Ohio, which is coincidentally where Dave Chappelle lives. We weren't there for Dave Chappelle. But anyway, uh, we had this really cute little vintage apartment and um, we just kind of holed up and wrote a bunch of songs. And this particular song, um, I was really inspired by... Quinn Bashan, who um, is a Canadian songwriter. Uh, we were up for an independent music award a couple of years ago for Makes My Heart Sway. And we were, I think there was like five finalists and Quinn was the one who won that category. So we checked him out and we were just blown away. He's got some really great original music that kind of uh, fits this like old school style that we really love. Um, Really danceable kind of stuff and swing music and things like that. So we bought his record and he has this awesome song called Cheyenne. And I was just like, that'd be really cool to write a song um, about, you know, kind of a wild lady who plays with your heart a little bit. And so I decided to write Darlene and pretty excited about our version of it. Um, I think the version you're about to play actually includes the 
some backup vocals and some backup instrumentals from the Sweet Spot Combo, who are um, a wonderful trio from Seattle. Um, and then we actually have a big band arrangement of this song as well, written by Nate Omdahl from Seattle, um, that we've performed it with Water City Jazz Orchestra and the Lighthouse Big Band here in Wisconsin. So, yeah, this is one of my favorites. And not only is this uh, on the album, but you guys have a fantastic video for this. <laughs> we do. It's actually very cute. We have the bouncy ball lyrics, so you can sing along if you want. And it does feature the sweet spot combo. Um, they actually play themselves in the music video. And we also have international award-winning burlesque superstar Ruby Mimosa playing our Darlene. And I'm just so thrilled that she was able to be a part of that music video. Yeah. Well, here's Sunday and Mr. Gessel with Darlene. Darlene, oh Darlene, you better pack your things and go, Darlene, oh Darlene, you're so mean to me, no you can't stay one more night, Darlene, well every time you say you're sorry, oh then you sweep me off of my feet, but then you're gone when I try to call you, phone just rings and rings, Darlene. One more chance, my sweet darling item I want to bring up is that you two have been working on something big, and I'd like to give you the opportunity right now to share it with listeners. Well, yes, we have been working on a really big project, and it's kind of crazy that we have gone on tour, opened up a new shop, and released, I don't know, countless music on our record label during the last three months. We are also 15 weeks pregnant and we are expecting a baby in August and we are overjoyed to be able to start this new adventure together. Wow. So you're going from a duo to a trio. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll have a built-in drummer. Sorry, Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, congratulations to you folks. I'm very happy for you, and I'm sure the listeners are too, and we're looking forward to welcoming this new life into the world. Oh, thank you, Rob. We're, we're pretty overjoyed at what we get to do in our life, and we're just so excited to be able to share it with this new little person. Yeah, excellent. Well, it's time to wrap this one up, Kate and Jason. So thank you so much for your time, especially in light of what happened to the original interview. Um, <laughs> yes, this this led to the operator error episode. So that's all I'm saying. Hey, no worries. Things happen. Well, we were glad to spend time with you and Nancy that night. That was really fun. So no yeah. harm, no foul. Thank you. <laughs> But before we go, where can listeners find you folks online, stream and buy your music, and find your gigging schedule? So people can go to our Duo website, which is funandfancymusic.com. Uh, you can find all of our music there, all of our merch items, um, our calendar. Um, and then katevoss.com has some Kate Voss stuff. And then of course, sungooserecords.com that hosts all of our music and all the artists that we work with. Also um, inquiries and submissions. If you are a band that's looking to get your music distributed and have global publishing, get a hold of us um, and let's, let's have a conversation. And of course uh, you can check out our shop at cancanoshkosh.com. Well, folks, thank you again. It means a lot that you would take the time again to re-record this and love what you're doing with the studio, with the label, with Can Can. And boy, uh, wish you all the success in the world. Oh, thank you, Rob. This is super awesome. Thanks for having us on your show. We love Into the Music. Thank you so much. Well, my guests today have been Kate Voss and Jason Gessel. I encourage you to check out their catalog because it is some of the most fun you will have listening to music. Join me next time when my guest will be country artist Eric Hagen, whose raw and honest sound will just grab you. Thanks for listening, and please share into the music with your friends and on your socials. We really appreciate it when you give the show that signal boost. So long for now, and we'll see you next time we get into the music. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Into the Music. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and odyssey.com. Drop us a line on our socials or email us at intothemusic at newprojectx.com. To support Into the Music, go to buymeacoffee.com slash intothemusic. Your support keeps the show going and is always greatly appreciated. This show is copyright 2024 Project X Productions. Join us next time we get into the music. God bless and take care, everybody.